Welcome back to the Big Red Hunters podcast. We want to start out by saying thank you to our sponsors, Big Farig Coolers. They offer coolers, cattle coolers that hold medication and vaccinations, tumblers, growlers, and dry boxes. The coolest thing about Big Farig is you can customize it, customize it all with whatever you want. Uh, check them out at bigfarig.com, and uh, if you have any questions, email at info at bigfarig. Our next one is Glory Visuals. They specialize in wedding and commercial films. So they do videography and it's incredible. Y'all should go check them out on social media. You also can check them out on glorivisuals.com. Next up, other guys outfitters. They specialize in dry field and Canada goose hunts. Uh, they run from November through February, and they've done an awesome video of Dive Bomb Industry, so you check it out. If you want to book a hunt, uh, call Crager at 308-637-7777, or check the other guys' outfitters on Facebook and Instagram. Next up is Faithful Images. Ooh. This is our personal photography business. Um, you can check us out on Instagram or Facebook at Faithful Images Nebraska, or our website, our website, faithfulimages.org. Next up, uh, Redbeard's Custom Calls. He runs the Timber Rattler or the Cut Down Duck Call and Crossing Guard Goose Call. Awesome calls, awesome quality. This guy's no, he knows what he's doing. So give uh, Andrew a call at 712-898-6989 and uh, let him know we sent you because he'll give you 10% off. Yeah, buddy. All right, next one is Chaku Peru, owned by Angelo. He specializes in big game and waterfowl hunts in the U.S., Mexico, South America, Europe, and Australia. So you can check him out at chakupru.com or contact him at 469-999-4043. Last one up and a new sponsor to the podcast, Whitetail Taxidermy in Louisville, Nebraska. Owned by Jody Schultz. Uh, you might know him as Pappy from our YouTube. Awesome guy, and he's an award-winning taxidermist. So give him a call at... 402-630-0031. With that being said, those are our BRH podcast sponsors. We appreciate each and every one of them, and let's jump into the episode. Three, two, one. Welcome back to the Bigger Hunters podcast. We got we appreciate you guys checking us out. Uh, today we're going to be talking about investing into your year. Uh, it's going to be called "You Get What You Pay For." Uh, the question is: Is it better to go cheap and get more gear, or get quality gear? What do you think? So I think a good way of viewing this question um, is actually a quote from Stephen Rennell from Meat Eaters off Netflix. If you haven't seen it, it's a really good show um, that honestly just shows what first-time hunters can learn or even returning hunters can learn um, from being in the outdoors and doing multiple different types of hunts. I mean, he does everything. So really cool show. So check it out on Netflix. But one of the quotes he says is, while buying the cheapest items you can find can be easier on your wallet up front, it can cost you more over the long haul. And I think this quote is just on the spot. I mean, you could buy multiple pairs of cheap gloves and they're constantly going to get holes, water damage, mud. I mean, you can name it. 
and you're going to constantly have to buy new ones because they were cheaper then, but you could have just invested in a little bit more quality gear and saved money up front in the long run. So with that being said, hubby, what gear do you invest in? What gear do I invest in? Uh, before we jump too far in like actual pieces of gear that I'm really getting into, uh, we, you kind of have to frame the question for yourself um, in a couple of different ways. Like the first question is, especially for like a new hunter or somebody who's just getting into hunting or kind of jumping back in, how often are you going to honestly do it? I think that's a big question because if you're going to do it two to five times a year, okay, maybe you do invest in cheap gloves. It's warm if you're going to hunt early season. Um, and depending on if you're going to hunt all season or when you're going to hunt in season. So th- that's another big question is when you're going to hunt. If it's early season, maybe you don't need as warm a gear, so you invest in other parts of your gear. Uh, so that's trying to personalize this is a big thing. Uh, there's different parts and pieces that I find quality in, but of course it's a, it's a big question. The next question is, what do you honestly see yourself as like a safety concern? So for me, safety is a huge concern. I have a wife, my lovely wife. <laughs> I have dogs. I want to keep my dogs safe. In the future, I'm going to have kids. You know, maybe if you're an 18-year-old kid, maybe safety isn't the biggest concern for you. Maybe you're 80 years old and safety is a huge concern for you. It so. should be a concern for everyone. <laughs> I, I agree. I totally agree. But it it does, you know, it's one of those things you just got to, you know, decide on how much safety is a concern for you. So let's uh, kind of jump into the pieces of gear that we would talk about, what you need, and then also what investments you're going to make. So I'm going to let you kick this off, babe. Ooh, okay. Are you asking like what gear I think is most important to me? Yeah. Okay. Um, so I would say I'm a type of person that gets cold super easily. So if you're someone who goes out during snow goose season or snow geese season and wow, snow goose season, woo, words are hard. Get it. (laughs) Um, but, and it's freezing cold out here in Nebraska. Honestly, it doesn't get that cold, but it is cold to me. Um, it's super important to have a base layer, um, and we went with quality here for me um, and got me some Sika gear that they have some good base layers, especially for women um, that honestly have made or break a hunt. I don't know about you, but ladies, if you're freezing during a hunt, I don't enjoy hunting all that much. Um, I actually almost, I feel like we're on hunter's hunt sometimes because I'm just constantly complaining about being cold. No. So men, if you don't want to hear your women complain or vice versa, I bet there's some guys out there that complain all the time that they're cold. Um, make sure they have proper gear. Make sure you kind of invest in those things like the base layer or mittens or um, like a hat, something like that to where it's going to make or break the hunt and making sure they stay warm. So I would say base layers are super important. Um, if you're in the water, most definitely waders. You do not want to have pants and some tennis shoes or boots that don't like ankle boots that don't go high enough to where the water can get in. Um, you will be cold and freezing if water gets in anywhere. So I always um, say waders. And then I would say my absolute favorite must have are my mittens. Um, some people have gloves, but I have mittens. Um, and I'm actually going to tell you the exact ones I have. They're called the Hot Shot Huntsman Pop 
top mittens and they're actually only 30 bucks which sounds maybe a lot to some people for gloves but well worth it um, because not only are they mittens and you're probably thinking you can't really hunt with mittens but they actually pop off and they have gloves underneath that are like sewn into the actual mittens they're waterproof you can use your phone with them as well as um, it has like really tight fingers I guess so you can shoot a gun and it's really easy and um, I just overall love them. So check them out. Oh, and there's a slot for hand warmers. That's like the best part. And so that's like maybe the three most important things I would say, at least for someone who gets cold all the time to have. How about you? Uh, it, I mean, it depends on the part of my season that I'm in. Uh, you know, early season when we're hunting teal and uh, early season ducks, uh, warm gear is just not really a big thing for me. I mean, I'm wearing a t-shirt majority of like right. through October. So yeah, that makes sense. Or maybe even a hoodie in the morning and then tearing it off cause I get some warm. So for me, it depends on the part of the season. Whereas goose season, if you're negative temperatures, it's a huge, huge no, no. Uh, so I'm going to kind of run through the gear and just kind of do a general run through and see Talk about what pieces I would probably invest in and what I wouldn't. Uh, shooting equipment. You're thinking guns. If you're a duck hunter, you know you can get a 16, eight, well, a 16, a 28, a 12, and a 20 gauge. If you're new to hunting, I would honestly think about uh, just handling different guns depending on your size and your weight. Right. Grab a 20 or 12. Um, if you're smaller, I would look at 20 because honestly, if you're a good shot with a 20, you can be super accurate. Um, that's great. If you're a deer hunter, if you're looking for a rifle, 243, 270, uh, bows. And it honestly, it kind of depends on the person and what you're hunting. If you're hunting waterfowl, I think if there's something that you're really going to look towards investing in, in as a general, I would say your shooting equipment. It is super frustrating. And I've been there. I've had a gun that just hasn't, I, for whatever reason, I don't, I don't shoot accurate with it. Mm-hmm. Kind of like you in that Remington 870. You just struggled. Mm-hmm. And it was just super frustrating. And so it really killed your enjoyment and your quality of hunt just because it, it, it's not that people couldn't shoot or harvest anything with that gun. It was just, it didn't fit you very well. Yeah, it was so inaccurate. I should have just turned it around and used a bat <laughs> to have shot with it, honestly. <laughs> And she's talking about a hunting story. Uh, I think it was episode four or five. So check it out if uh, you got some extra time. She's got a hilarious story yeah, about that. Yeah, talk about gun issues. I, long story short, gun didn't work. There was a teal right in front of me, so I almost decided to just hit it like a bat, but didn't because I was crying so much because I was so upset. But yeah, check <laughs> that out. Uh, guns, uh, that kind of guns, bows, bows are a big thing. Uh, people love to invest money in those. I think it's a really good thing. Shooting accurate, shooting bow is a big deal. Uh, the next part of shooting equipment is ammo. Ammo is something that I personally skimp on. I have a hard time with as many shells as I shoot every year. Right. I shoot like three or four cases a year, so I just have a hard time investing in it. And there's Uh, a difference between a case and a box. Cause I actually didn't know that. Yeah. Like, almost until a year ago <laughs> you're like i'm gonna go buy a case i think that'll be good for this season I'm like a case that's got like 30 bullets in it. and they're like no a case has like 12 boxes in it and i'm like oh that's the difference so a case <laughs> holds a lot more friends uh 
with like shotgun ammo, depending on if, if you're only hunting field and upland stuff, you can have lead. Obviously, waterfowl, you cannot. So steel, they've got bismuth. I'm like titanium bismuth. I haven't got on that bandwagon. I have thought about it, but I just, I've had a hard time. If any year I'm going to probably do it, it may be this year just because of the lack and shortage of ammo. Right. But uh, even then, I have. <laughs> it's hard because... I mean, steel at this point to find a, a case is like 160 bucks majority of the time, or somewhere between 120, 160. So it's kind of weighing on me. If I was going to do it, it'd be for Canada goose season, just because those suckers don't like to go down. But well, and I think it's also super important too. Like with ammo, I'd rather have more and be stocked up than not have any, like buy box or case by case, and like end up going on a hunt and I realize this is my last box. Oh gosh. And then there's a shortage. Oh gosh, this box is like 190 bucks. I don't really want to spend that much when it's really 120. Like it's okay to go a little bit overboard. I feel like on ammo, if there's any product to go overboard, I think that's a good product to go overboard on. For sure. And if, uh, by some chance you haven't started buying any shotgun shells or ammo, I would encourage you (laughs) to do that. Especially in Nebraska. Um, there is a couple places that Shields has had some that if anybody's had stock, it's had, it's been Shields. Cabela's is totally thrashed. Yep. So funny story. I wanted to go to Cabela's cause I was just curious what they had. Just, you know, maybe, maybe by some chance they've got something. So we walk in, do, 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 you know, we're walking by and I'm like, ah, where's the ammo? And I kind of walk by the ammo shirt or the, uh, aisle and, Shay's like, this is definitely the aisle. I'm like, no, I don't think so. Kind of mosey off in another direction. Lo and behold, Shay walks up and goes and talks to the, the store guy. And he walks us back over that aisle. And she's I like, I told you it was yeah, right there. They literally had like nothing to the point Hunter just over skimmed it. They, I think they had like five boxes of heavy metal. And it right. was like that was it. 30 bucks a box. And I was not doing that. Right. Um, you know, I would be the same way with rifle ammo. I buy some of the decent stuff, but I don't go high end. I will say there's an exception to this rule when it comes to bow hunting. I would, if I was going to a bow hunt heavily, I would buy high end stuff because low end arrows do not fly straight mm. and they're not super mm-hmm. accurate. So that is something that I would in an ammo section. I definitely would. I could see that. I would definitely upgrade. So I jump down to the next one. Close. My favorite. Uh, yeah. Right. <laughs> uh, close. This is very dependent on who you are as a person. Right. Shay, what are you like as a person with clothes? Well, I actually used to be like cheapo. Like I go to Walmart, get like a what real tree crew neck and then like a mossy. What is it? Mossy. Mossy oak. Mossy oak jacket and pants. I look like a freaking Oompa Loompa because they're way too big. But I honestly at that moment was just like, I just need gear and I'll be fine. Worst decision in my life. That was a decision where Steven from Netflix would have been like, Shay, you are dumb because <laughs> I was freezing that hunt that I went on with that gear and immediately decided to sell it on Facebook, uh, whatever it's called, and uh, decided to invest in something a little bit more. So I am the type of person that um, I would say out of all the products for hunting, I tend to invest in the quality with my gear. I, I go during like early season when it's warm and I'll just wear my waders and like a t-shirt um or like a really light crew neck from BRH if you haven't 
seen our gear, check that out. <laughs> but um, Biggerhunters.com. <laughs> but <laughs> honestly, we've actually really stuck to kind of Sitka when it comes to like winter clothes. I think that's just, I mean, everyone knows Sitka. Um, I think it's great quality and um, I think it's definitely worth the investment. It was definitely at the beginning when we looked at it, we were like, oh, there's no way. No bueno. Um, and we actually invested in a different type. I don't remember what it was called, but it was um, from Cabela's. And once again, it was a wow. I don't remember what button that is, but I'd like to hit it. I think it's green. Hit it. Do yep. it. Do it. Do it. Yeah. But. Oh my gosh. Okay. So. Wait, what? What? I'm still what? going. Okay. Ah, okay. But long story short, I definitely recommend going quality, at least for me, someone who likes to stay warm when it comes to winter, which I've already said, but. Yeah. Okay. Now you can go. Now I can go. Yeah, you're impatient. You promise? I promise. Okay. Uh, we're no in no way f- affiliated with Sitka. Correct. We just really like their stuff. Correct. Uh, there's a couple points I want to make. I can I ask th- you a question really quick? Yeah, go ahead. And you can think about it, and I can keep talking if you need me to. But if I was a first-time hunter and I didn't want to invest in Sitka, what would be your second favorite? When it comes to quality. Second favorite and quality. Um, if I had to pick one, I would go Drake. That's what I was okay. wearing before I got into Sitka. Yeah, I agree. Uh, Drake does tend to make good stuff. I Actually, that's what I was going to jump into. Here's a good thing for new hunters and people kind of getting into the sport. The way that I got into Sitka, I looked at their price tags like online and I blew my mind at this time. Right. Like, we were dating for like one or two years. I was not making a lot of money. Same. Like I didn't have a lot of money, but yet I knew I wanted quality gear. Right. So what did I do in order to make that jump? For me, I, I started scouring Facebook forums. Right. There was Sitka Buy, Sell, Trade. Went on there, just scoured, and eventually found a couple of jackets. Yeah, we still use them. And I still have them now. I scoured them. Found them, found they were them for used, like, but they were nice. They I mean, were like 50, 60 percent of what they normally right. were. Bought them, and I still use them to this day. Right. I mean, we're all about used gear as long as it does its job and purpose. I mean, if you think about it, your hunting gear is going to get gross. It's going to get nasty. You're going to have to wash it. Like, who cares if someone already worn it? As long as there's no holes or it's ineffective. So, yeah, might as well used used if you have that option. Yeah. So if you're new, that's uh, yeah. that's. That's I what I that. did, and that's <laughs> honestly to this day I still would buy you stuff off right. Facebook. It does not bother me because well, I could wash it and it smells good, or I'm using it in the right. dirt and mud anyway. So or they have really good sales on Black Friday. Yeah, I'm fortunate. My birthday's right after Black Friday, and so I remember that first year that we started getting into hunting, and I just asked like my family for my like gifts to give me some like new smaller Sidka items like a hat or some gloves or um some socks like things that are were cheaper but would also make a difference still on the hunt so yes that's another option too yes um that i think Sitka is really good i like drake waterfowl if you're wanting to go on the little lower end on quality they do make really good stuff i mean just like any brand they make lower quality stuff for the cheaper stuff and they make higher quality stuff uh, really try to tailor to what type of the season you're hunting in. Now, mm-hmm. for us in Nebraska here, you know, early season, I'm, I'm wearing a hoodie through most of duck season. I may 
wear like a Sitka jacket over the top. It's windy or right. like a vest maybe, but I really, until almost like mid-December, January, like I'm not wearing a lot of my Sitka gear now. I'm not going to touch on this too much, but they're, the big thing is, and this is something that I would say if you're going to be hunting late season stuff, that's going to be really cool. Really, like like Shay kind of talked about, really invest in your under stuff. Right. Like your long underwear, your insulated stuff. Right. It's, because it can make it can make and break right. everything. Hunter's dad gave me the best advice in the world when we went on, I, I can't remember what hunt it was, but it was in that marsh or whatever yeah. um, in North Platte. But I remember I put on like four pairs of pants, five pairs of gloves, I had like three shirts on and a jacket and he goes, take that all off. We are getting you wool socks, one pair. We're getting you better layers for underneath. And I can't remember the exact quote. He was like, it's not about how many items you have on your body. It's about the quality of the one item or something like that. Yep. And it was so true because prior before he said that I would wear, I mean, up to four pairs of socks and I'd still be freezing and it wasn't doing me any good. I just needed wool socks and yep. the wool socks cost the same amount as the four pairs of socks I had on. So again, those base layers are pretty critical to the foundation of just having a jacket on over your base layers and then maybe some pants or like your waders. Like it's almost cheaper to buy two or three items that you can wear all together that will keep you warm than wearing 10 to 12 items trying to stay warm and it's less quality. Yeah. So, uh, clothing wise, like she's kind of talking about here is layering, uh, mm -hmm. trying to buy a, a layering, a layering system that's going to work for you all season long. So for me, like mid season, maybe late October, early November, I'm wearing Sitka gradient pants right? and I'll wear those clear through, shoot i'll mm. wear those cords through snow goose you season. look so good in those and then i'll even <laughs> like if it's getting really cold i'll put my long johns under those mm -hmm. wear the gradient pants and then i've got pants or waders over them mm -hmm. so it's really about using the system best to suit you long term right now another point she's kind of made when she's talking about this is you can buy cheaper stuff it it's okay if that's right. what you want to do that's what you need to do but when you're talking about later season stuff and you're having to layer up, and if you're not buying quality stuff, you're going to have more layers. Right. Because you, you're you wanting to stay warm. And when you have more layers, there's it affects several things. When you're trying to put out your decoys, say, or you're trying to go for a long jaunt to find a deer, you're going to get exhausted carrying mm -hmm. all the extra weight. You're going to be tired from trying to move in all of those clothes. Mm -hmm. And you're probably going to get exhausted because you're overheated because none of your heat can get out of that gear. Right. Now, for me, one of our best hunts this year, and one of my most favorite hunts, who was Jared Dane, Pappy, I, my brother, and I'm thinking Lance went too. It was like 20, 25-mile-an-hour winds, snow blowing. And, it, like, from every point of view, people, you know, that don't hunt be like, this guy's nuts. It's like a blizzard out here. Why is he here? But I'm sitting there, T-shirt, my long shirt, a hoodie, and my Sitka cat jacket over the top. And guess what? I am warm. I'm happy. And I don't have that much gear on. And right. that's, I don't, you know, 
And that also jumps back into being able to shoot accurately. If you've got, if you look like an Oompa Loompa, right. that's kind of what caught and like. That's literally that what I looked like. And <laughs> it was hard for you to shoot. It's hard to get for a gun right. to get up to you. Right. It was overall uncomfortable. It was too big. Um, I was not look, I mean, obviously I never really go hunt thinking about how attractive I could look, but I definitely was not attractive at all. <laughs> um, and I would, it was just not good at all. And so, yeah, I would highly recommend and just quality guys, quality, quality, quality. And I actually looked up, did some research and you can agree or disagree, okay. but the top five hunting okay. apparel Ooh, sites, go. here we go. So the number one is listed is Sitka gear. Okay. Number two, and I'm going to butcher these names, y'all, so just stick with me. Gritter Outdoors. Gritter? Gritter. G-R-I-T-R Outdoors. It's ranked number two. Never heard of them. Okay. Three is Drake Hunting Apparel. Uh, No, I wouldn't wear them three. Okay, go. (laughs) I'll give my top five. How about that? Wait, let me finish here. Okay. Okay. Four is, oh gosh, I can't pronounce this. K-R-Y-P-T-E-K. You're just... Turn my laptop around. Oh, cryptic? Yeah. Cryptic. Uh, they're decent. Cryptic hunting. And then the last one would be banded. Oh, banded. no. Two more. Banded. Okay. Nah. And then King's camo hunting clothes. So those are. I've never heard of that one. Okay. Well, maybe you just need to hit the racks a little bit more. Actually, never mind. We do not need to spend any more money. Just kidding. I'm not giving you permission whatsoever. Why not? <laughs> okay. So give me your top five then. Okay. If I was going to go top five, this can be hard, but I'm going to do it. Uh, top one, Sitka, easy. Uh, second one, I would say QU. QU is uh, the same guy that made Sitka. Okay. Went on, and he actually went to QU. Uh, the big thing that you're looking for in a lot of these clothes is called Gore-Tex. Gore-Tex is a company that makes and manufactures clothes, hunting, work clothes, everything. So, QU, yeah. Uh, K- it's K-U-I-U, if any of you are yeah. wondering. Uh, third one, I would say First Light. Speaking of first light, guess who owns first light? Steve Rennell. <laughs> Love him. Guys, I am obsessed with that guy, honestly. Such a good show. Seriously, watch it. He has a book, too, that we actually got for Christmas and has a bunch of hunting recipes. So, like we talked about in Fifty Shades of Hunting, Date Night, that would be a great book to get recipes on how to cook different game. Just a little side note. Okay, continue. <laughs> oh, my gosh. I'm uh, Four, I would say Drake Waterfowl. I like their stuff. Okay. Um. I think that I think that rules it out for the four okay. that I can get. There is a new one that's coming out that I'm really interesting in. It's called the uh, I think it's Cheney Gear, C H E N E Gear. It's just releasing. They haven't even gotten gear out there, yep. so I'm C H E N E Gear. So I'm kind of curious on how that stuff's gonna roll out. They have a live website, so you can check it out. It looks like oh, coming July fourteenth, twenty twenty one. Actually, I've got the the fifth one. Oh, okay. Uh, fifth one, I would say Gator Raiders. They mm. also make jackets, boots. I've actually got, that's what you bought me for Christmas, those right. brown shoes. Oh, yeah. Those are really nice. They have. Girl, like, ladies, actually, go check that out. Um, What is it called? Gator Waders? Yeah. Gator Waders has the coolest, like, ankle shoes for your men to wear to the hunt and back home from the hunt. Nothing drove me more crazy when Hunter would wear the same hunting shoes and come back <laughs> home and track all the mud and nasty smells into the house. So I bought those for birthday or Christmas gift. I yeah, can't remember. But best purchase ever because he wears them out there. He plops them off, puts them in the truck, puts his waders or whatever boots on, and then switches them back and comes home. And they're nice and clean. And they're actually like kind of 
like I think they're decent looking. Like they look actually kind of cool. Yeah. So check those out for sure. Okay. I I would. Ooh, this is a good transition. I like uh, Gator waders. They actually do make some. It's called shielded waders. They're brown and they look they look sturdy. Oh yeah, I see them. But mm-hmm. uh, ooh, you, you want to go ahead and just hit the button on purchase there, um, babe? No, definitely <laughs> not. <laughs> you just bought uh, some. Stuff this is today. a good transition. I want to do a separate one on waders. Waders are super super important. Uh, kind of framing this. I this is a question you're going to ask yourself again. How like how warm to how cold are you going to be hunting in? If you're going to be hunting in Arkansas compared to Nebraska, South Dakota, North Dakota, your choice in waders can be completely opposite. Now, this all depends on how warm a person you are, too, because that can make a difference. Right. So this is the situation I had a couple of years ago. Shay and I went out with Jared. We're putting up a blind in this flooded field. And I had 1,600 gram Thinsulate Cabela's waders. To say the least, pulling in this blind, like I, whew, I was struggling. I had, I don't, I had dehydration, everything hot, overheated. It was just bad, all bad, bad, bad. So at this point, it was either take a corn stalk and a foot because this field was harvested the year before and then got flooded out. So there was like remnants of corn stalks. Not worth it. Or stay in my waders. Well, I thought it was worth it because I was so mm. hot that I took off my waders. And guess what? I was totally fine. Now, flashback, pretty funny. Joe <laughs> Joe and his buddy were just having like a mud fight. Talk about redneck. Just having a mud fight out in the middle of a cornfield or uh, building a blind. That was hilarious. Jared was so, oh my gosh, you remember that? Mm-hmm. Jared was like, oh my gosh i don't know what to do with you kids oh my gosh they were covered head and toe (laughs) you if any of you like seen oh i can't remember the movie but basically like these kids you couldn't even see where they were because they would lay down in the mud roll in it like head to toe face completely covered and he'd be like joe where are you and he literally pop up and all you can see is two eyeballs that's it and then he pop up and throw mud at you right like like, son of a gun (laughs) oh my goodness but so i got off a bunny trail uh so in that situation i was fried now put in perspective teal season in nebraska can be as warm as like 80 or 90 degrees and it can be uh i can hunt late season mallard save on on the river or warm water creek down to like the lowest of one is like negative 30 so i've got a wide span of space i've got here and one set of waders not gonna work for one the other way now, for me, the way I've done it is I bought uninsulated, really thin, cheapo waders for early season. So if I tear them up running into marshes, especially public marshes, they'll be okay. And then I have a nice pair when it gets really cold. Right. So that's what works for me. Now, what works for Shay is totally different. She normally hunts teal through, like, big duck. Not super cold. She usually hunts until... Uh, 30 or 40 degrees depending on the season right now for her thousand gram thin slit uh breathable waders is perfect for her mm-hmm. so each person that's a that's a big question now this is one if if there was one that i knew that i was going to wear my waders all season long there's several different waders um 
if I only had to buy one pair and I was only going to wear them from early season to mid season, I personally would buy Sitka gear. Sitka gear waders are super expensive. They're like $1,500 a pop, but... There's a really cool pro. But they will warranty no matter what. Your whole life warranty. So if you cut them, seam breaks, zipper breaks, they'll ship them back. They fix them. They bring them back. And another cool thing is with that warranty, which this probably doesn't happen often, but say you're a teenager and you're still growing and you get like a size five waiter and your feet grow all the way to an eight they will change the sole of the shoe too and i think that's super cool because i mean i don't know about you guys but for me the more i wear my waders the more they tend to stretch out and then my feet get loose in the bottom of them and so that would be a huge pro if i can just switch those out and get a i mean a new pair at the below and you know then they're back in tight and they're not flipping and flopping everywhere when i'm in high water and it's super muddy and sticky and I'm just struggling. So I think it's actually a really cool pro, but I don't eat, I don't even think my waders are Sitka. So, I mean, no, just, I think we bought them at Shields. Yeah. I, they were like my second pair I've ever gotten, but I still like them a lot. But I feel like if I ever had to get a new pair, we would probably have to discuss Sitka because they're really nice. Oh, I don't know because the Sitka waders are uninsulated. They don't oh, have any insulation. Oh yeah. Never mind. I'm not going to be good for me. Insulation. Will you talk about that actually? Okay, Talk about yeah. insulation ingredients and all that fun stuff that I had no clue about when it came to buying gear. Okay. Uh, so let's let's work our way up. You The basic of basic waders, some people wear them very readily. There's like rubber waders or with rubber boots with uh, plastic. They're basically fishing waders. There's really not much to them. They're, I, I wouldn't personally buy them, but if worse comes to worse, yeah, I can understand why. Now, next part is you've got neoprene boots. Normally, the basic ones are going to be 600 grams, and then you've got uninsulated breathable. So the two different types of, like, the fabric around the chest is going to be neoprene, which is really warm. Right. Or you've got breathable, which is more of a plasticky feel, kind of like a sports jacket kind of feel. Now... That part of it, depending on how thick, uh, so the breathable, you can get them um, insulated or non-insulated. That means there's basically material under that uh, jacket feel to help keep the heat into you. Now, you can get them, I've seen them anywhere from, I think, 400 to 1,000 or 1,200 on most of the breathables. Now, some of them do have two pieces where you can actually zip the insulation in and then zip it out. Right. I have seen that before. Um, breathables are awesome for release season. That's what I wear. Uh, I actually made the choice to say, I'm going to buy uninsulated breathables at the time. They were like 120 bucks, super cheap. If I tore them up, I could buy another pair. And that's what I decided on for early season for me. Works perfect. Love them. They're awesome. Right. Uh, now neoprenes, neoprenes were basically the waiter they made since about the think the 80s or the 90s uh they're more like a rubbery feel they are thicker they're warmer they're meant more towards late season are they super comfortable in late season absolutely they keep you really warm now most neoprenes uh it's mostly based on how thick the neoprene is so you can go from three to like five or six usually on the thickness of the neoprene which then would also depend on the thin slate 
So the thin slit usually is for the boots. Boots you can get from 400 to like 600 or 1600 gram boots. So there's a huge variety on how warm you want them. Right. I think that's something you need to kind of decide on how thick or how warm you're needing them for you personally. Because maybe you're in Arkansas, but maybe you get really cold really easy. So neoprene tend to be better for you. But for me, I would probably just do uninsulated breathables because I'm a super warm person. So for me, I skimp on quality early season because I tear them up. Late season, I have quality stuff because right. I want to stay warm. So there isn't really a right or wrong way. It honestly just depends when you need the quality gear. And yep. typically for people, that would be during a colder season. Yeah. Now, kind of tying all this stuff together, especially like the clothes and the waders, this is when you have to ask yourself, is this a safety concern? Now, when it gets colder, it is a safety concern for me. I'm not as worried about early season as long as I have enough water and food. I'm not as worried. But later season, not only can it be a difference in comfort, but it can be a difference between life and death. Why I say that is because I've been on a warm water slough, negative 30 degrees, and an um, uninsulated Drake jacket. I had plenty of layers on, but the layers did not do their job. I fell in the water, had water in my waders, and I'm lucky I made it through that day because my buddy talked to me <laughs> talked me into staying till another hour, and I was shivering. It was not a very good situ- situation, especially why I say gear is super important depending on what you do, especially like backcountry hunters. When you're going to be gone for days or weeks at a time, the gear can, it can be the difference between life and death. It really can be. So I've actually, I heard a story and I'm going to tell a quick on the. It was from another podcast. Basically, this guy flew in Alaska. He was going to go bear hunting with this other guy, and then he was going to duck hunt and basically be a spotter for this other guy. He forgot the rest of his gear at the airport. All he had on was Sitka waders, his layers, and that's all he had for two or three days because the basically the plane couldn't fly in for another two or three days. Mm. So he had to live out for three or four days in his Sitka waders, what he had underneath. And if you know, if you know anything about Alaska, it rains a lot, and it gets when it rains, it gets cold. That sounds terrible. And he's like, I I won't ever buy any waders except Sitka waders in that situation because they definitely saved me. Because if he would have gotten water underneath him, he would have never dried out, and he would have froze. Like yeah, legit, I mean, like a human popsicle. I mean, not who knows what would happen, but. Gear can make a huge, huge, huge right. difference, not only comfort, but also safety. So keep that in mind. I have one more thing to say before we go for the day. Since it's almost Father's Day, too, y'all, there are deals beyond deals. So the places that we were kind of mentioning, Gator Waiters, they have 50% off, um, up to 50% off on all products. Um, Sitka, Father's Day gift guide under the shop. Um, I see stuff, you know, 15, 20% off. Um, so check out some spots or check out some gear that maybe your spouse or your dad, um, any male, honestly, and ask them, you know, what's your favorite brand? What do you, what, what, what do you need for hunting season and snag some of that stuff? Cause like I said, if you don't want to spend the money, look for deals. And right now they have a deal for father's day. So, and if you're wondering when father's day is, it's June 20th. So it's this coming Sunday. So. <laughs> So get it get it ordered. It's weird. We'll drop this on Wednesday, so buy it tonight. 
Yeah. And then <laughs> I will touch on two things for waterfowl real quick. Uh, calls, I'm definitely a huge proponent of buying something quality. I think plastic sm- sounds really gritty and really just, it does not, it doesn't sound like a duck or a goose. I do like a deep raspy, either wood ones for early season or uh, acrylic stuff. I buy really quality calls and my you wife. too many calls. I have too many calls. I'm going to count them while you're talking. Uh, I actually uh, did do a, uh, a whole thing about calling, starting to getting the duck calling. If you're just getting started in duck caller, check out our YouTube. I do do all that stuff. And I actually do, probably going to do a lot of uh, call reviews over the summer too. But she's Yeah, you better do enough videos. There's 30 freaking calls up there. Jeez. I think I need Mark. No, you do not. 30? It's, it's Father's Day. You could do one every freaking weekend of a hunt and not go through them yet. I'm a, I'm a dog dad. I get some... We get a Father's Day gift, oh my right? Gosh, no calls. What? We're gonna pick something else. What are you talking about? I think that's a good idea. No, I need a new mole gear goose call. You need always something new. Or Redbeard's custom calls. And that's a thing with you hunters. I always need something. Yeah, of course. I need more decoys. I need more jackets. I need more now, gloves. I need more. Speaking of decoys. If there is somewhere as, as a waterfowl hunter, I found that you can skimp on quality. Yes, I would say yes. Do de- decoy is a big one because every situation is different. But if you're duck hunting, I can understand having a small spread of like really quality decoys. And there's certain situations that work out in that. A lot of the situations that I hunt in, I tend to like more more quantity of decoys. So I tend to have like I wouldn't say like the total low quality of just like having. Super old G and H G garage garage tour decoys. I have like like good decent quality like tangle free ones. They look nice, but they're not like super in depth like crazy Dave, Dave Smith decoys. Make them get the cheap ones because every season they'll say they want more. I have found that I actually just picked up some new decoys today. Yeah, and I didn't even know about it. He literally comes home. Yeah, I just got my new decoys. I'm like, what are you talking about? We didn't discuss this. He goes. I go, yeah, let's start communicating there, buddy. You need to go back <laughs> to the 50 shades of hunting and uh, reevaluate communication there. It's only 100 bucks. Only 100 <laughs> That could have given us more food for our bodies. <laughs> uh, and or alcohol. Canada, Canada goose, uh, speckle bellies. I found that dive bomb or silhouettes work really well. I, I was totally against a couple of years ago, but I really... I've, I'm a believer, so I love dive bomb decoys, super good quality, um, and then snow goose, I really, <laughs> I just buy whatever I can get the cheapest, because you have to buy so many of them, it's, there's no point in buying super, super quality, but there again, buy what you can get, you know, like I said, I don't buy the G&H, like garage, uh, garage store decoys, garage, garage sale, garage sale decoys, <laughs> garage store. but if you know if that's all you can invest in and that's all you have you know if you have 20 bucks you got 20 bucks right. you want to go hunting buy some garage sale decoys paint them up make them as best you can because if you're if boils down to if you're at where ducks want to be or where geese want to be they're gonna come to you or so find a friend They'll be like hey i don't got much money do you no let's purchase some decoys together or hey you have some decoys, I have some decoys. Let's add them together and go on a hunt together. Like, use your resources, too. 
I mean, that's what you did at the beginning, and Again. Lord have mercy. They have a full grain bin of decoys now. And I mean a full grain bin of decoys. How many was it? We counted one time. What was it? I don't know. What Was it 3,000? I don't know. It, it was literally <laughs> almost above 3,000 decoys. Like, uh, Just a rough count. We probably have 500 cannon decoys, and I would say like, I want to say like two... 2,000 price snow goose decoys. So there's 25. And uh, whatever duck decoys, I got too many of those too, so. Yeah. yeah. So we don't need more Hunter Didal. Yeah, we do. Oh, my Lord. We always need more. Always need more. Always need more. Uh, oh, to kind of finish up, well, I'm going to, we're just going to do one general question. Oh, okay. If you had just had one piece of gear that you could choose, oh. what would you choose? I already told you all those Outside mittens. Of, uh, we're not going to, we're going to do this. If it's not a gun, because you have to have a gun. But other than a gun, what piece of gear would you, would you spend? It most definitely would be the Hotshot Huntsman Pop Top Mittens. They're 30 bucks. You can get them at Dick Sporting Goods online. Literally Google hunting, hunting mittens for Cabela, from Cabela's. And they pop up right there. 30 bucks. Again, they're mittens, but they actually pop off into glove formed. They're sewn in together so water can't get in them. They're form-fitting so you can easily pull the trigger, let alone it has like that finger thing to use your phone. And it, my favorite part, a zipper to put your hand warmers in. And you look cute. I mean, how can you go wrong with a cute girl next to you in mittens? That's why she's the best wife because her choice is a $30 pair of clothes. <laughs> <laughs> All right, your turn. Can I do two? No, I only got to pick one. I'm doing two. Oh, wow. Cheating. Okay, so I have two choices. I would do the gradient pants from Sitka Gear. Those are nice. They they just seem like they really, from uh, like the picture on the website, they just look like sweatpants. They are not sweatpants. They are way more than I wear them from like October, clear through April. Every hunt you go on. Yeah, like. Those are your base pants. Yes. Like Either I and they're attractive looking. I'd say you look good in them. I wear them all the time. Either they're just I wear the pants just as is, or I wear something under them. Right. Or if it gets really cold, I put something over them. Right. So and I have a the, pair too, and they're amazing. They just love them. I I just can't live without them. Right. So uh, the other pair, they're the thing that I really didn't ever think that I would need it as much as I do. Uh, or use as much as I do is uh, my Sitka decoy gloves. Hmm. I love them. I like they are expensive. I think they're like hundred or hundred twenty dollars for a pair. Mm-hmm. What do you like about them? They like I found in, in the last two years is I can wear less clothes. Like I can wear a hoodie and be in a thirty degree like gear or thirty degree weather day and wear those gloves and be plenty warm. So if my hands are really warm, I'm I'm warm. I'm Weird. Happy. Um, I mean, feet and hands I think are the most important for me. But yeah, huh? We didn't nice. even go over boots. Yeah, that could be another episode. Touch on the boots. Buy quality boots. Yeah, I'm gonna ask Hunter right now if I can get Gator Weeder deck boots that are ninety nine dollars and they're super cute and you love me. And you just spent $100 on decoys, so can I spend money on boots for hunting? Yes, 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 uh, yes, 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 For the sake yes, of podcast, yes, uh, maybe. 
All right. <laughs> All right, guys. It was good talking to you. Thank you again for listening to the Big Red Hunters podcast. Um, if you haven't already, check us out on YouTube. Um, we have Facebook and Instagram. Hit us a follow and like, and make sure you subscribe to our channel for our podcast. Anything else, babe? Make sure to review us if you're on Apple Podcasts. Makes a huge difference to get huge our difference. huge difference to get us out. So, all right, guys, love you guys. Have a good night. <laughs>